0: Hello everyone, this is Christopher Coleman, and you're listening to The Soundcast, and this is a special episode that we're dedicating to Beth Krakauer, uh, one of our wonderful friends and colleagues, and joining me for this special episode tonight is...
1: Kristen Romanelli of Filmscar Monthly Online.
2: And I'm Eric Woods of Cinematic Sound Radio.
1: Today is Sunday, September 9th, 2018, and this is episode 117, where we reflect on the life and work of longtime film music publicist Beth Krakauer.
0: Kristen and Eric, uh, thanks for taking some time on this Sunday evening to to talk about our uh, colleague and friend uh, Beth Krakauer. I know it's a little bit of a different kind of episode uh, for us to do one that's um, uh, I don't know, just a little bit different in tone. But I th- but I think the way you guys responded to you know me like yes, I want to be on that episode says a lot because. How many things do you see done for uh, PR agents? Not a whole lot of, th- not a whole lot, but that speaks mostly to well, speaks completely to uh, Beth and her own personality and character and her work ethic, and um, so um, we just want to take some time to spend some spend a few moments talking about her and her work, um, uh, and. Because a lot of people out there who might read your magazine or listen to your radio show, Eric, or listen to this podcast or have read reviews on track sounds in years past may have no idea of the process that takes place for that to actually happen. And PR agents like Beth Krakauer are absolutely vital to that process. Um, So we're going to take just a few minutes and and talk about her a little bit in our own experience with her and... A little bit later on, I'll share some things that people have uh, shared on the internet about her, and it's been it's been quite a lot, um, which is great. But if you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you don't know <laughs> what we're talking about or who Beth Krakauer is, uh, I'll give you just a little bit of information, um, which was published by Variety a few days ago, um, announcing her passing. So, just a couple of sentences from that article: uh, Veteran publicist Beth Krakauer. A respected and tireless promoter for media music, composers, and soundtracks died Wednesday morning at St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica after a long battle with breast cancer. She was 46. Krakauer was beloved in the film music community as a smart, kind, and eloquent spokesperson for composers and their projects. Among her clients were Mission Impossible composer Lalo Schifrin, who was just announced yesterday as the recipient of an honorary Oscar, as well as composers Bear McCreary, Blake Neely, Jeff Beale, Cliff Martinez, uh, Kurt Farquhar, Ryan Shore, among others. And the article goes on, and there's a link in the, in the show notes if you want to read the whole article on, on uh, her. Uh, So that's just a tiny fraction of Beth Krakauer's life and and what she's done um, over her long career within music. Um, But um, so I guess if you're listening, you're like, who is this person and why would you take a whole episode to talk about her? The fact that we're doing it says a lot about her. And so that's what I wanted to ask you guys first. um, What made her so special? For you as a PR agent, we work with tons of them. Um, but what made her stand out to you in your in your long working relationship with her, Kristen?
1: She was absolutely dedicated to her clients, whether they were big names or small names. Um, you know, she she gave as much attention to the lesser known guys as giants like Lalo Schifrin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, even if someone was a giant like Lalo Schifrin, she really worked to get them in front of us and get their music to us. And the the fact that you know, I I never thought I would be able to interview Lalo Schifrin, yeah, um, or <laughs> um. Or, you know, Bear McCreary, or, but she, one of, one of her, um, clients, he, he won a creative arts Emmy last night, Carlos Rafael Rivera. Mm -hmm. I don't think many of us would have known his work or his, his great work or uh, if, if it hadn't been for her work. Um, yeah. And she she really campaigned for that really hard, mm-hmm. and it paid off really well last night. Um,
0: absolutely, absolutely. You're so yeah. right. You're so right. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was on. He was on the. Uh, Carlos Rafael Rivera was on the annotator um, some some weeks ago, uh, many mm-hmm. weeks ago, and prior to his work on. On that show for netflix i I'd heard his name maybe once or twice. I forget the name of the I think it was a western he had done before um but really had no no much prior knowledge and she you know she worked to have him on and was great and uh you know to see i don't know it's just it's it's kind of great and kind of sad you know that she did all that work and didn't necessarily get to know you know what it was going to result in same with Lala Schifrin you know now getting a honorary oscar it's 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 kind of great but it's kind of heartbreaking too well uh,
1: she continued to do all that work through her illness yeah, too absolutely. and you know you would see her <laughs> posting on facebook that she was still doing work when she was yeah uh, getting chemotherapy and when she was you know back in the hospital yeah <laughs> I, I don't like that kind of dedication is rare. Yeah, and for sure. she had it
0: for sure. Eric, what about you?
2: <clears throat> the, the only um, the way I can reflect on this is is just kind of personally because I mean everything that Kristen said is is right, and that's kind of a a really kind of a broad picture of of what she did and and, and the way that she um, she treated everybody. Um, as if they were the most important person either in the room or on the phone mm-hmm. at yes. that moment Yes. so she might have had hundreds of clients but at that moment when you call her or email her or whatever she made sure that from start to finish you were happy mm-hmm. and and on top of that with with follow-ups and 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 to follow up with somebody like me some little radio guy um, it's that's that's where it kind of Personally, what she did for me was incredible. But what I think people don't realize is how important she was to us radio people back 20-plus years ago Mm. when there weren't many of us out there. I mean, there were no podcasts either. Right, Streaming was in its infancy, and there were only a handful of film, music, radio programs. But she knew the value of... Radio of getting her clients and their music heard on the radio because she had a radio background. Mm -hmm. And I got to meet, well, over (laughs) over the internet. I never met her in person. But thanks to uh, Fort Thaxton back in the day, and he introduced me to her when she was working at Milan Records. Mm -hmm. And she was sending me stuff there. And then, of course, when she started Cinemedia Promotions um, that was dedicated to um, radio and web, Mm but she understood the importance of radio. And so she made sure that every single one of her clients, uh, all their stuff was sent to me. And I mean, over 20 years, I mean, I've got close to 6,000 albums that I could say that a good chunk of those are because of, of Beth and, and there's stuff that I've played on the show. And again, people don't realize that, that yeah, sure. We get stuff. Of course we get stuff for free. It is promotion and things like that. But she made sure that, That if we had a show about a certain composer that was one of her clients that she would get that music for us because then she knew that if someone was going to hear that on our program, even if it was just one person, Mm -hmm. that was important because then that one person would buy the album, maybe from one of her well-known clients or one of her lesser-known clients. And um, so for somebody like me and anybody else that was working in radio… you know, she had some huge clients, but I was I would say I wasn't one of hers, but she made sure that we were or at least I was supplied with everything that I needed. And any time that I was talking to her on the phone or email, like I said, there were follow ups. There was like, hey, did you get anything? Did you get everything? Can I send more? Um, and of course, she then charted the. she started. The, there's a radio charts uh, mm-hmm. that she did, uh, which I think is even published in film score uh, monthly. Yep. But that's <laughs> rare. You don't see that anywhere she, and, and and she
1: continued and, to do those up yeah. until like maybe 2 months ago and then hmm. when when they stopped coming i was right. just like well
2: hmm. yeah right and that was kind of her personal little touch on 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 kind yeah. of you know it was her own little billboard music top 40 um mm-hmm. and and she she you know took pride in doing that and so I know I'm rambling, but it was just, she was just so important to me, especially early on in my radio career to make sure that my shows were always uh, fresh yeah, and, and that, you know, that, that anything that I asked for, she did her best to get it. And she put as much effort into helping me out as she did one of her large clients and that's something that i i truly um appreciated and i don't i mean there's a lot of pr people out there but there's just something there's something special about beth and i don't think um she just went above and beyond yeah and that's simplifying it but she really was i think the best of the best,
0: yeah. She was, she was great, and it was great to work with her over so many years. I never got to meet her in, in person either. But you know, all the emails, all the phone calls I mean, her process is like no one else's. And I guess if you're listening to this and you're uh, looking at potentially wanting to become a PR agent. Her model of doing things is certainly a great way to go. I mean, she would email you ahead of time like, hey, here's what's coming in the next month or two. So be on the lookout for that stuff. And then that month would come. And sure enough, those titles would come either physically or digitally. And then once they were uh, distributed, she would follow up and like, hey, did you receive this, 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 and this? Which ones can you use? Here are the people who are available for interviews. And it was just like clockwork. And it was so great for trying to schedule things if you're, you know, if you're trying to plan a schedule ahead of time. Um, and then, you know, she used to do follow-up calls and like, hey, I just want to touch base and um, see, you know, if you've gotten everything that you and just just very personable and that stands out. You know, You over time, you then want, even if it's a title that you're kind of, eh, you know, only kind of mediocrely interested in it or, you know, not totally into it. But you're like, hey, she's working hard to get this out there. So yeah, I'm going to write a review on this one, even though mm, I, I might not have otherwise. Because um, uh, she went the extra, the extra mile for you. And especially, I can't remember exactly how far back I go with her. It just seems like I've always been (laughs) dialoguing with her, but I know that's not the case. It's just like somewhere, I don't know, maybe around the early 2000s or so. I can't remember, to be honest. It just, somewhere it just started. And, um, you know, without her, I mean, Track sound certainly wouldn't have become what it was. I mean, she was providing so many uh, CDs, and um, it was just, it was such a great, Uh, process that she had and that's what made her stand out um and uh yeah so any other thoughts about what made her special as a PR agent
1: I can't count the number of times that she's kind of metaphorically saved my butt for content (laughs) um when I have nobody for interviews for for the magazine, um, since I don't work in reviews. Um, and I would just be like, okay, Beth, who do you you have for me? Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's, what's good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and she would always be able to sort of pull through for me and, you know, find something really interesting, really, you know, some some really interesting unsung project for us to feature, mm-hmm. and I always I always loved when we had one of those. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you have any like personal anecdotes um, about her? Did you ever meet her in person, Kristen?
1: No, uh, one of my big regrets is not being able to schedule a meeting with her when I was in LA. Um, oh yeah, but you know, scheduling and sure, what have you? But, she started out in yeah, New York, yeah, right? Really. Yeah, she did. Yeah, and then she she did, re- but she's she's since moved. She, she had since moved over to LA, right? Um, yeah, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, what what always struck me was um, her, her social media presence, especially during her illness. She would always emphasize the importance of each day by posting what national day it was, mm-hmm. um, like. Today is International Sudoku Day, mm-hmm. National Grandparents Day, National Wiener Schnitzel Day, <laughs> and Rosh Hashanah, mm-hmm. Shana Tova. <laughs> um, uh, but every day was important to her, and it kind of, she kind of made everybody who, who knew her think about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Her, 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 I don't know what the best word is, public... Making her her fight with cancer public, and you know, not she, just putting that out there was she very was brave. very candid with it. Yeah, yeah, very brave. Very,
1: very candid with it. Uh, she was candid with, you know, what it did to her body um, mm-hmm. when she had to get a double mastectomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole. You know how that process, how that process made her feel as a person, and how it made her feel mentally and physically. She was, she was so honest about everything yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It, it, she she was incredible.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I was amazed at how open she was about even her appearance. Um, yeah. I know that that can be something that's incredibly private for somebody and, 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 and also I, I would guess embarrassing might be the, uh, it's a lack for a better word, but, um, you know, of course going through the chemo and, and losing, uh, you know, her hair, mm-hmm. um, and she mm-hmm. had this you know, beautiful, uh, brown curly hair. It was just, it was, that was kind of like there's part of her signature look yeah. and all of a sudden she, she lost it and there were photos mm-hmm. of her just like, and it was hair. I'm like, wow, that is that is unbelievable but but you could see that then she was having fun trying on wigs yeah and and showing those off as well and 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 like you said Kristen she always was very positive about the the outlook and and, and the possible outcome she um wanted to beat it there was a facebook post of uh, think about maybe a month ago where she was going through some really rough times um you know, with the vomiting and and various other things that were happening with her. And she had to get to the hospital, but she had met somebody and she was always saying, you know, this is going to be the person that's going to save my life. And this is the person that's going to get me through it. And what really hit me the hardest though, and this is what kept me up late at night after I heard about her passing and it was like three o'clock in the morning here. Um, You know, she wanted to, I think, dance with her nephew at his wedding Mm. And he's 11. So she was hoping to get to that point that, you know, when he finally got married, um, you know, she was going to be able to dance with him. Hmm. And, of course, that's, you know, something she can't do right now. But then I was like, wow, there's the reality. But she was still so incredibly brave and positive and optimistic about it all. When most people would, and I know I probably would, I would have just said, forget this. This hurts too much. This is just too much effort. And And I'm, I mean... God, I've I stubbed my toe and wanted to give up, <laughs> and she just was battling and fighting, and and that's what I admired about her. And you know, hopefully that, you know, I never have to go through anything like that. But you know, if anything like that does happen to me or a family member or whatever, and I keep thinking of you know what happens if something happens to my children or my wife, but it's just like, I want to be, I want to be that positive beacon, and and I'll be thinking of Beth anytime something like that happens with me yeah And I know it's morbid but I'm just like she I was what you know watching her chronicle everything I mean even back when she was like moving from New York mm-hmm. which was a huge thing for her as well right mm-hmm. um, she was making the decision online as to whether she needs to do this or whether she should do this mm-hmm. because everything film music was in LA yeah and and so that's what I loved about her again she was just so open and so you Even though I didn't meet her, I felt like I really knew her. And that's why, you know, the announcement, um, you know, really hit me and I guess everybody else um, the same way. just so hard and so devastating because she fought so hard to win. Tooth and nail, I mean. Yep.
0: And she never lost that smile, you know, no matter what picture she was posting on Facebook. In the hospital, out of the hospital, you know, with hair, without hair, she always had the smile. You know, and it, yeah. and it was, it was encouraging. I mean, and strengthening. And I'm sure that's why she did it. You know, um, at least in part that you know, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. You know, if you face similar um, similar situations, you know, you can you can be strong through it. And and I think it was a great a great example. Um, and obviously, it it touched a lot of people. And uh, in, in so doing, um. I have a a couple things of uh, just small little things over the years and talking with her. What used to be really funny is um, when she would call to follow up on, you know, whatever batch of CDs or what have you she'd sent out, Um, I might be at work and I couldn't pick up my phone. And so Google Voice... She'd, she'd leave a Google Voice message, and of course, Google Voice likes to translate um, what's being said, and it became kind of a running joke with her and myself because it would translate her name differently every time, but it always had to do with crack, and that was the, that was the <laughs> funny part. I call her back, and I'm like... Okay, uh, miss crack with a lawnmower, uh, here. or I mean, it was a different one every time, and we would just crack up laughing. And sometimes she would call and purposely say her name weirdly, so it would so it would translate her name weird. Um, but that was kind of a little running joke that we had, and it was always hilarious. Um, I wish I had saved those <laughs> those recordings because yeah. they were really funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I think back a few years ago. I remember her. We were talking on the phone about something. She's like, "Oh yeah, I've got some great projects coming up, and I've got this one for this tiny little movie that's coming out. That's kind of a throwback." And um, she, already, I guess, she had already seen the film at a festival or something. She was really excited about it. She's like, "A really small little film, black and white, a um, little silent film." I'm like, "What a silent film!" She's like, "Yeah, it's really good. It's 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 really really good." I'm like, "Okay, if you say so." Um, and I remember she did the promotion for it And I think at the time I was in the Broadcast Film Critics Association And so I got that film And watched it And I was like Wow, this is a great This is a great film And that film happened to be The Artist um, Which of course went on to win A good number of Oscars that year And I remember, I remember talking to her after one. I was like Was this the movie you, you were talking about Several months ago? She's like Yeah, yeah That's the one I was telling you about And it was just it was just funny and just kind of like, wow, you know, she had, she had a pretty good eye. Um, cause I didn't hear anyone else really making that much of a, a big deal about it at the time. And, um, and so that was another funny moment we shared together. And as you mentioned, Kristen too, I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever get to interview Lala Schifrin. Um, and, and of all the interviews I've done, <sighs> I mean, uh, you know, privileged enough to have interviewed Hans Zimmer once or twice. And, um, but I think interviewing Lala Schifrin was probably the biggest deal. Um, And it was, it was just fantastic to be able to talk with him. When you just come from nowhere, I mean, you're just average person who happens to run a website that happens to talk about film music. And yet you're talking with, um, which, someone who should have been an Oscar winner many 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 years ago. Um so in my mind he's on that level. Um so it was just it was just fantastic that she made those people available, you know, for us, uh, for me anyway. I mean, you know, Eric your show has has been big and has grown to be really big and you, you know, Kristen obviously with Film Music Monthly. Um those are those are big deals, but uh you know, Trackson's just was one of a gazillion
2: film music websites and so it was just it was just well i mean to give yourself credit i mean you were one of the you were one of the first i mean you think about the the five or six that came out around the time that you started
0: yeah there were a handful you know
2: there's and and you're still there and it's the movie score you know uk and movie wave and you and film tracks and you know i was there as well i mean we are still going strong and um, you know, give yourself credit, man. You, you
1: I, I, definitely yeah, you know had I both of you bookmarked so when I was in college. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, um, you know, that's, and I, and I'm no doubt in my mind, she saw the value in in our sites. And, um, like I said before, uh, you know, like radio was huge, but you know, getting getting these reviews onto these niche film music websites were so important to her and you know what i had opportunities to do interviews as well and i never did them hmm. um i would love to have but i just never had the time but i mean uh, i'm quite jealous of you guys getting to talk to all these great composers and i've talked to a bunch myself as well but it yeah. was uh just not not something that i i i didn't felt that, that my show was um geared towards the, the interviews but um you know the, the fact that she made those interviews Available, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I thought was absolutely fantastic, and I saw some of the names. I'm like, wow, I would love to talk to that person, but it's just I didn't have the time. but Yeah, um, yeah, it was incredible.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. She was. She was not into gatekeeping. She was just like floodgates open.
2: Yeah. Right. It's
1: available for everybody.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: I I saw my first scoring session because of her. Oh
2: really? Oh really?
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, When Jeff Beal came to Boston to score for his documentary. Uh, She had sent out a press release saying that this would be happening. And I was like, hey, (laughs) you know who is in Boston and loves Symphony Hall and Jeff Beal and Boston and hey. (laughs) And she was like, "Okay." um, well, I'll. I can get you in there. I think you can only stay for like 30 minutes. But, you know, you can get in, listen to a little bit, and take some pictures. Mm -hmm. And I was like, great, perfect. Nice. (laughs) And they let me stay the whole day. That's awesome. Like the whole session. And, you know, I was able to see them recording in Symphony Hall in Boston. I was able to go down into their new recording studio and just... Uh, I had I had lunch with uh, Jeff's assistant Marco, mm-hmm. and I was able to see them recording. And it was just so it was it was an incredible experience. Yeah. Um, as you know, a film music journalist, as a classical music aficionado, as yeah, you know, and she made that happen, and. Because of that, I was able to get two great articles um, in last year about this production. Um, Hmm. It was just fantastic.
0: Hmm. Wow. So that was fairly recent.
1: 2017, 2017, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Super recent. February 2017, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: That was recent. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Well, I'm going to just read a few things that people have posted, uh, mostly on Twitter, because that's where I am, Um, just reflecting and remembering her. um, So I'll go through these kind of quickly. Composer Daniel Pemberton said, I'm very sad to to just learn that the film music PR... uh, Pr. Beth Krakower has died. She was a very passionate supporter and promoter of the film scoring community and was always a pleasure to, to deal with her. She will be missed by many of us for sure. Um, cool, interactive, which is a, I think like a collective of composers. Uh, we are we are all deeply saddened to hear the passing of Beth Krakauer at Krakauer Group. She was a true champion for film and game game composers. Our thoughts go out to her family and friends. Uh, Impact 24 PR said we're devastated to learn about the loss of our dear friend Beth Krakauer, publicist and owner of Krakauer Group. Her incredible work ethic and passion for music will always inspire us. Our sincerest condolences are with her family, friends, and everyone at the Krakauer Group. Um, At Composer 1313, that's uh, Carlos Rafael Rivera, um, said Beth took me to my first Emmy peer group mixer back in April, and along with her team at Krakauer Group, Helped winning the Emmy, Emmy tonight become a reality. I know you're watching this from wherever you are with great joy, Beth. Um, Matt Patches, um, who I believe he's at, oh, I forgot which um, trade he just went to. Anyway, he's big film, uh, film uh, reviewer. Uh, said, shocked to, by the news that we've lost Beth, Beth Krakauer, an incredible asset to the film music world. She'll be missed dearly. Um, let me skip down here. Um, composer uh, Gia Rushadat. Hopefully, I, hopefully I said that right. We lost Beth two days ago. I'm de- I'm still devastated by her passing and cannot digest it yet. But those are always lessons. But those are lessons I learned from her and her fighting uh, and her journey fighting cancer. Beth Krakauer, you'll always be my heart. You'll never leave it. May you rest in peace, angel. Um, and even. Uh, Charlie Brigden um, at Movie Drone dedicated his uh, weekly email, uh, film music email, to her, um, and there'll be a link to that in the in the show notes as well. If you want to read what he wrote um, in tribute to her as well, um, so there's been lots of, and that's just a small fraction. I'm sure Facebook has um,
2: just many, many, many more. But it exploded. Yeah absolutely yeah
1: it it did um because we got we got
2: vague messages from mark banning and Fort daxton when it had it happened and i'm like oh my god i have a feeling it's her but i didn't want to like you know yeah say oh was it beth and then once it hit it i woke up the next morning and it was my feed was just flooded yeah absolutely flooded and that's it was just like wow i I mean she's important Mm -hmm. she was important Mm. How important she was! Like even Bear McCreary is still po- posting stuff about her today. Mm. Yeah, mm. Um, you know she's so important. She well, it was so important. So hard to say that. Oh. Um, yeah, you know, and it's it's just it just keeps on keeps on going. It's still rolling. It, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, unreal. And,
1: um, In Carlos's uh, acceptance speech at Creative Emmys, he he mentioned her in his speech. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, and. I know you. I know you started off with his obituary, but John Burlingame's obituary was just, mm. yeah,
0: yeah. And a link for that is in the show notes as well. Any final things you guys would like to like to share before we wrap this
2: up? Um, there's a. Um, I mean, at the end of my little blurb on CinematicSound.net, I put a link to um, an article where. Uh, uh, what was the site? Sorry, let me pick it up. Uh, 24 life.com hmm. did an interview with, uh, Beth back in October and it was called, uh, how I did it, Beth Krakauer. And this is when her cancer was obviously in remission. Hmm. And so uh, I was an article talking about how she, you know, basically fought the beast that is cancer and slayed the dragon. And so she goes into detail uh, about the, the entire process. Hmm. So, uh, if anybody's interested in, into what Beth went through and, um, you know, if you're uh, going through the same sort of thing or whether your family is or whatnot, um, it's it's a really uh, interesting read, especially, you know, first person account of of going through this. And again, all the pictures, even, you know, the one there's a picture of her with a mask on and I'm sure I can see a smile coming yes, through, she's, smiling, you know, and she's it, just yeah. still beaming. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's two pictures there. Um, there's one, I think, with uh, uh, Jeff Beal with his Emmy. Hmm. And you could just see how super proud she is mm-hmm. about that accomplishment and I think Jeff came into the picture really late mm-hmm. I think um he was or uh she, he had her as her PR person for only about a year year and a half yeah and um but again you know when he had some words to say on Facebook it was as, if, as it was it was as if he'd known her forever mm-hmm. and so yeah whether you knew her for 20 years or even one um you know she it almost felt like she was your best friend yeah and he
1: um, like casually gushed about her at sundance too Hmm. like (laughs) like just in casual conversation she wasn't she wasn't there Mm -hmm. but you know she came up somehow um through someone else and i was obviously eavesdropping because that's what i do (laughs) (laughs) um and he was just like Gushing about her about how much you know he loves Beth and you know how great she is and how strong she is it's it was, it is so sweet. Mm.
0: That's, great. Um, That's really great. I found another podcast uh, called Hanes His Way. I, I guess it's a Broadway uh, podcast, which oh, she yeah. was very much involved with uh, promoting Broadway musicals or musicals yeah. in general. Um, but he did it; they did an episode on, with her as well. So you'll find a link to that in the show notes, and she talks about her her background as a violinist and you know being in the Broadway world. And um, I did; I really didn't know a lot of these things about her. It's it's quite Um, uh, informative and she's you know bright and intelligent and everything as you would expect on it so you'll find a link to that in the show notes as well um eric would you mind if i put that link to that the article you were talking about in there as well Oh, yeah 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 Yeah. so just so it's all in one place for everyone yeah for sure um christian any any other final thoughts or comments you'd like to make
1: no, I'm just super sad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a big hole. I'm, there's a big I'm, hole for There there really is, and I'm I'm really 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 just tired of cancer taking people I like. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's family, friends, colleagues, Yeah. It it has affected all of us so profoundly. Yeah. So if you know, I don't want to be like people go out there and donate to research but yeah well i mean even a little tiny bit helps you know sure. make your amazon smile accounts yeah um donate a percentage of your amazon purchases yeah that's you know good any point. anything that you can do
0: absolutely absolutely eric any, any last things i think i asked you already but just in case <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah no i just it, i feel really bad that i didn't get a chance to meet her and uh i didn't get a chance to talk to her as much as i i i wanted to and i was thinking that maybe i should call her as she's going through this and just you know mm-hmm. show her yeah. my support and i never did and i, I know there's other people that did and that I, again I, I just consider myself this, this small person and yeah and why would she want to hear from me but i'm sure she would just like to hear from anybody. anyone sure and um i kind of regret that um but I just, you know, like I, I just wish you could hear. I wish you could hear a show like this, or, or see, yeah. um, you know, everything that everybody had to say. I, and I just wish people would would show this sort of outpouring of support and love before you yeah. know people go. So I mean, even if you're, if you got a friend or a family member that is not even sick, you know, and you've got (laughs) something to say, say Say it to them. Right. Absolutely. Because uh, I think she would have loved to have seen all of this while she was going through this. Um, but I think that most people thought she was going to fight it and battle and be around forever. Um, but I think that, um, if you can, you know, just (laughs) call up your dad, your mom, your sister, your brother, your best friend, whomever, and just tell them how much you appreciate them. And, uh, and that's kind of what I've, I've learned from this. And I, I, you know, every other time that I've gone through something similar, I just keep thinking that maybe I should, you know, be calling the people that I truly care about Yeah, and, uh, and let them know how I feel. So, um, if that's one thing that can come out of that, then, you know, let them know that, that you appreciate them. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think they, I think they would appreciate that as well. For but, sure. Yeah. Beth was, Beth was something special and I'm, I'm really glad to hear that, you know, the crack hour group is going to keep going And, and hopefully they, they do things, um, the same way that, that Beth did. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, the transition is, is, is very seamless. And that again, when I was introducing new people in radio and or on the, on the web as to who to go to, Beth was always the first person I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, there were, there's a bunch of other great ones and I'm not saying that they aren't, but it was always like, you know what, if you really want someone that's going to help you and get started, Beth is the one that's going to do it. And Mm -hmm. again, it doesn't matter how small you are. Um, if you're thinking about, you know, starting up something and you need some material, you need some help, uh, check out the crack hour group cause they are, they're fantastic. They're yeah. fantastic at what they do. Agreed.
0: And it's funny you, you, mentioning what you just mentioned in terms of telling, taking the opportunity to tell people before it's too late. Um, you know, whenever, whenever there is a tragedy like this, you know, it's a reminder and we kind of do it for a little while. And then we kind of go back to our old ways, at least I do. Um, So something that, you know, even in thinking about doing this podcast, it's like, man, you know, it's, uh, I guess maybe it's more for us than it is for any other reason. But still, there—there there's so many opportunities for us to be able to share with uh, folks, our appreciation for them. So I did on this Friday, I just tweeted out kind of randomly the first folks that came to my head but I think I'm going to do it every Friday and, and it's I just hashtag it Friday Appreciation and I'm just going to list I don't know, five, six, seven people in different categories, a composer, a record label, a PR agent, you know, a, a podcast a service and just say hey thanks for what you do. Um and try to remember to do that every week and not have a whole lot of thought behind it, but just, you know, whoever comes to my mind that, that, that day, that's, and I think that would be a great thing for us to do as a whole, whether you hashtag it or not, whether you use Twitter or Facebook or wherever, or tell them on the phone or face to face. It's just something that you can't do too much. It's not like, hey, stop appreciating me, okay? <laughs> no, no, no one's going to ever say that. Um, and you never know what people are facing. They might be facing a struggle like a battle with cancer, um, and they may be doing it very publicly, and they might be, you know, being very strong and courageous about it. They can still use, your, your appreciation of them will still be welcome. And then there are others that you have no idea of what they're fighting and what they're going through. And they might be going through a super tough time and not saying anything to anyone and putting on a brave face or they just disappear. Um, They certainly will appreciate hearing even the smallest word of encouragement. And so, you know, if there's anything we can do as a result, I know we feel very helpless now and sad, but at least we have the opportunity to change and express these things to people that we've never met, but, you know, even you guys, I mean, we've dialogued for for a long time, but never have met in (laughs) person. I mean, that's something great that the internet has done um, is allows you to connect with people that you've never been in the same physical place with. Um, So there's just all that many, all that more, many more people that we could take for granted and, um, and not have expressed the things that, that, deep inside we want to, or we just kind of like, yeah, they know, we I appreciate them, or eh, we need to say it, and we need to do it. And so at least that's one thing I'm going to try to do, and I would encourage everyone to, to do more than you currently do. If that's a weekly thing, a daily thing, or once a year, whatever it is, um, let people know that you appreciate what they do and who they are. Um, all right. Well, I think that will wrap up this... A uh, really special episode. Actually, I'm glad we d- we did this. Um, it was good to hear the stories and and how you guys related and worked with Beth Krakauer over the years. And hopefully, our listeners will have some better idea of you know what goes on behind the scenes and who's who really key people are. Because without a Beth Krakauer, I would venture to say everything that w- we've done over the last ten, twenty years would be significantly different. Uh, much less mm-hmm. <laughs> so than we've done, and so we owe a debt of gratitude that we can barely express, certainly not pay back um, but that's where that's how it all works, and it's because of people you know all of this is because people do they follow their passions and they do a great job at it and so great things come out of it. Um, so we hope you will join us in you know paying our respects to her family and her friends and you know um and also taking the opportunity to share your appreciation with the with those that are around you those you know in real life or in virtual life so until our next episode we want to say beth we know the notes are with you